She's an articulate voice for conservative values and wisdom in America. Sitting on her front porch, sharing common sense, here's Marnie. I still remember watching the news of September 1st, 1983. I was a senior in high school at the time, and it was the day Georgia Congressman Larry McDonald's plane, Korean Airlines Flight 007, was shot down by a Soviet Su-15 interceptor. Supposedly, through a navigational error, the commercial flight entered Soviet prohibited airspace. The most conservative member of Congress, Lawrence P. McDonald, was aboard. He was a vocal opponent of socialism and communism. Congressman Jesse Helms, another very conservative member of Congress, was scheduled for that flight as well, but made a last-minute change. He was not aboard. While this tragic event greatly disturbed most Americans, my family felt it more acutely than others. Why? My father, Jack Morton, knew Larry McDonald personally, admired him, and worked on his campaign. Dr. Ron Paul said of the late Congressman Larry McDonald, he was the most principled man in Congress. My father agreed, and he still agrees. Would the Soviets shoot down a commercial flight to take out the two most conservative voices against communism in the U.S. Congress? While studying the words of Congressman Larry McDonald, it occurred to me that the Soviets shot down a plane, KAL-007, to silence and remove this man who vocally opposed their philosophy. About four months before his plane disappeared, he proclaimed on national television. Well, Tom, I'm sure being a long-standing member of the Rockefeller apparatus, uh, and as a member of the Council on Foreign Relations of long-standing, you're fully aware that you, there is an elitist core in this country that has seen value in subsidizing communism, of protecting communism. It has? Sure. You're accusing me of subsidizing communism? No, no, I'm saying because that Because I happen to belong no, to a... No, to there a is an elite core. Study that, group? That, no, no, wait a minute. There is an elite core in this country that has dominated American society. Well, I'm not one of well, them. Let me trilateral face. commission. A trilateral Council commission, on Council on Foreign Relations. State Here's Department, I suppose. Well, let's face it, they've dominated the State Department for 40 years, mm -hmm. and uh, pretty much openly All right, so. but what are they trying to do? Well, their objective is to try to bring about a gradual transition in our society, a dissolving of sovereignty, and a moving steadily to the left on the political spectrum. Well, who are the they? Belief, the elitist groups that I mentioned, particularly key individuals and policymakers in the Council on Foreign Relations. Is the Monetary Fund part of this? Well, I would say the International Monetary Fund has certainly been set up for the purpose of facilitating that transfer of sovereignty and transfer of wealth on the road. Right, we elected Mr. Conservative. Let me just finish the point, right. because otherwise we're going to have a lot of un unanswered questions, that you are looking at a group that has worked to bring about a dissolution of national sovereignties on the road to world government. And certainly uh, you're familiar with uh, local professor Carol Quigley, who has been part of your club, in which he admitted all this. And he said in his book, Tragedy and Hope, the only thing I disagree is that we've worked to keep it a secret. And you see Arthur Schlesinger, Jr., writing way back in 1947, says, yes, this is the hidden policy of America. He said that the objective, the secret policy, which we can't tell the American public because they're not sophisticated enough to see the value, is that through a steady result of the erosion of new deals, we bring the American society steadily to the left, right. And through a sound concept of benign containment, we merge into the vital center of the socialist left. Those are his words, not mine. I believe the fate of KAL-007 was premeditated, and here's why. McDonald and Helms were calm, 
reasonable voices against the forces in the U.S. who were supporting communism. MacDonald called out the Trilateral Commission and the Council on Foreign Relations. Remember that, Council on Foreign Relations, also known as CFR. This is the same meeting that Biden was in where he bragged about getting rid of the prosecutor who was handling the Hunter Biden and Burisma case. The Ukraine wasn't going to get their billions of dollars unless they fired this guy, and Biden was bragging about it in the CFR, or Council on Foreign Relations meeting. So yes, Biden is CFR. Most presidents are surrounded by CFR. That's very, very common. McDonald had just been named president of the John Birch Society, an educational group that openly exposed the elite players who were undermining American sovereignty and working towards socialism and one world government. The following evidence leads one to believe that the plane actually landed and Congressman McDonald was interrogated, tortured, and imprisoned for at least another decade. While the Soviets claimed there were no survivors, the Israeli Research Center for Prisons, Psych Prisons, and Forced Labor Concentration Camps of the USSR, directed by Abram Shifrim, discovered otherwise. Their reports provided the following information. McDonald had been brought by the KGB to Sakhalin Island and then to Moscow. Upon arriving in Moscow, McDonald was taken to Lubyanka KGB prison where he was given the designation prisoner number three. While at Lubyanka, he was kept in isolation, taken from his cell only for questioning. He was interrogated several times by the head of the first chief directorate of the KGB. Following a number of questionings, Mr. McDonald was moved to Lefortovo KGB prison, also in Moscow, for continued interrogation over a period of several months. After a time in Lefortovo, Mr. McDonald was then moved to a Dhaka summer house in Sukhanova near Moscow, where the interrogations continued. Mr. Schifrin's sources indicated that they had strong reason to believe that while in this last place, McDonnell was interrogated under drugs that may have eventually resulted in identity loss. He was brought eventually to a prison in Karaganda, Kazakhstan, from which he was moved in mid-1987 by special transport to a small prison near the town of Tamir Ta, also in Kazakhstan. The wardens of this prison identified him from a photograph that had been computer-aged to show what he would have looked like at the time. It also showed a scar that runs from his left nostril to the left end of his lip. Here he was given special treatment, but was not allowed to communicate with anyone. In the summer of 1990, he was taken to the transportation prison in Karaganda. Here, as an unknown prisoner whose file is sealed by the KGB, he remained. As of 1995, all efforts to obtain additional information from the Karaganda prison have failed. Over the years, different people have tried to find out what happened, what really happened. And Jesse Helms actually wrote to Yeltsin after the Iron Curtain fell and asked for information specifically on the flight crew and passengers of KAL 007, specifically Congressman Larry McDonald. Of course, no information was forthcoming. A group of people also petitioned Obama to reopen the case. Nothing happened there. 
on March 2nd, I decided to write President Donald J. Trump and ask him to, at the very least, honor Congressman McDonald for warning us and giving his life to warn us against what we are dealing with, obviously, today. We'll see what, whether that letter gets through to him and whether he responds or not. I also ask that perhaps they might be able to open this investigation again, but at the very least to honor Congressman McDonald. You know, people said that Larry was crazy. They called him a conspiracy theorist. Today we see the fruit of that elite core that he talked about and would more likely call Larry a prophet. What Larry said in 1983 that got him killed can no longer be denied. There is a deep state. There is a swamp. The socialists are out of the closet, and some Americans are so duped that they actively support socialist candidates. On the bright side, there are too many patriots to silence. Big tech shuts them down, censors, yet this action only awakens more patriots. The battle lines are drawn, and every citizen must take a stand. So ask yourself, will you choose life and liberty, or captivity and death? I hope that we will remember this valiant pioneering patriot who paid dearly to warn us. I hope we will fight to keep our freedom of speech, of religion, to bear arms, our rights of life, liberty, and property. We will need every last one of our God-given rights to thwart the swelling tide of socialism that no longer feels the need to plot in the shadows, but openly flaunts itself as a seductive alternative to the naive and the uninformed. Every patriot must become a teacher of truth. Awake and arise and hold your flags of liberty high. You can read more of the source documents on Congressman Larry McDonald and watch the Crossfire interview with Larry McDonald at frontporchsense.com.